Welcome to Shrink Wrap, a podcast where Fran and Becky give proper respect to various mental health and wellness topics while adding in a little bit of smart assery that they just can't seem to contain. This podcast cannot and does not constitute therapy advice. However, we do hope that you find the information we share with you helpful and entertaining. Please be advised that this podcast discusses topics that can be sensitive to some listeners. Use appropriate discretion. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. It's podcast day. Yay. <laughs> that sounded so <laughs> fake, Fran. Yay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, God, help me. You know what? The title of today's podcast is Improving Your Love Connection. And I just want to say I have been diligently working on destroying my love connection. (laughs) Oh, so you can tell us what not to do. (laughs) Like everything that we tell you to do, I've been not doing. (laughs) Should we call Mark? Should we patch him through? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, so before we get started... Brody, will you do your thing, please? <laughs> this is the, the part where I beg to you. Yeah. Uh, leave a review. If you are enjoying what's happening here on the greatest mental health podcast in the history of podcasts, then wow. um, leave a leave a review because it helps us get it. It helps the robots get it into more people's hands. And then we just get to the matrix faster. So that's helpful. Uh, <laughs> but no, it helps with the algorithm. And if you like what's going on here, then that really helps. And but wait, there's more incentivize. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to if you leave a review in the month of February, which it is currently, uh, we're going to draw some names and we're going to give away some sweet teas. Load up that t-shirt cannon Mm -hmm. and send them your way. So everybody that leaves a review, you will have to, if we draw your name, somehow, A, listen to the podcast again, so you know you won. (laughs) 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 So you'll have to listen to it twice, and then uh, we'll have to have you email us your contact information. That is not true. How do they know if they won? That's just dumb. Brody! What do you mean, how do they know? Actually... You know what we can do? <laughs> Our new social media manager. Yes. Oh, shout out to my daughter, I'm, Allison. Way to oh, go, Allison. Oh, my God. She's killing it. I'm it's, actually yeah. impressed, like, a lot. So I used to send her stuff and be like, hey, this is what I did in Canva. What do you think? And she'd be like, oh, look at you, a sixth grader doing a PowerPoint. <laughs> and I wasn't offended because oh, it was true. <laughs> I couldn't be offended. So she she's taken that off our shoulders and is running with it. And so thank you, Allison. So Allison will do a post uh, yeah, announcing she'll, our she'll winner. Figure, she'll figure it out. Okay, It'll be yeah. amazing. It and it won't look like a PowerPoint from a sixth grader. <laughs> oh, or we can, you mean Noob Master 69 doesn't have a, there's no, uh, you know, physical address associated with that. <laughs> B-Ball Stud 86, we're going to find you and get you your t-shirt. B-Ball Stud 86. Because you know there's somebody out there with it. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Franny, what are we talking about today? I already told you, and where were you? you? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Why don't you drink more of that anxiety fucking shit that you're drinking right now? Listen, don't make fun of it. I because I record a podcast with Fran. I'm taking a little thing (laughs) called. Take the edge Benzodiazepine. off. <laughs> yeah. Apparently she drank Liquid half of Xanax. It. I just bought it from a guy in the corner. He said Perfect. it's good shit. Yeah. No, it's from Apothecary. It's it's got herbs. I don't know. Oh, that's which is the name sure. of the store, not the type of store. Yeah. Which... Apothecary with a K. I also have their stuff. Chill the fuck out. I love it. It helps me sleep at night um, when you combine it with do not disturb. And a <laughs> quart of bourbon. <laughs> 
Works so like I don't have to drink the bourbon. <laughs> anyway, improving okay. your love connection. Here we go, people. Oh no! Oh, my oh, we're keeping oh, that. Yeah. That is not being Brody, edited out. Did you drink that shit too? Uh, what? <laughs> did you drink that? Oh, yeah, no. yeah. Was, I'm the stoned one at the I table. I was trying to be so good this week and get it and be right on it and ready to go. And I and then you went off on your on your liquid Xanax and so. <laughs> Oh, you know Christ. what? I'll just take over the podcast now. You guys go that find would, something to do. Finally, that oh, would we'll, be great. Oh, we will. We will. And then until we have to answer the text, what button do I push? <laughs> Maybe that guy's still on the corner. We can go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, take two. Okay, here we go. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the fantastic factoid. What is Gottman's golden rule? And who is Gottman, by the way? Let's. Oh, I love the Gottmans. Me too. Yeah, okay. there's two Gottmans. They're not. There's not just one. No, there isn't. No. So they are Mr. and Mrs. Doctor Mrs. Is it John and Julie Gottman? I believe. Yes. Yeah. JJ. They are. I call them the gurus of relationships and couples therapy. Right. So according to relationship researcher John Gottman, the magic ratio is five to one. This means for every one negative feeling or interaction between partners, there must be five positive feelings or interactions. This is groundbreaking. So listen very carefully. (laughs) Brody, pay attention. Stable and happy couples share more positive feelings and actions than negative ones. Okay, wait. I got to write this down. 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 Okay, so happy couples... Have more positive interactions with each other or? No, with the neighbors. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that I believe. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. So how can we improve our relationships? How can we can have positive interactions? You guys, I haven't Englished all week today, so today's going to be a treat. Or not today. See, all week. I can't do it. It's going to be fun. Oh, God. But how can we do it? Well, 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 Becky, why don't you read your next prompt and then we can all learn. I just want to reiterate, if you have positive things to say about the podcast, you can leave them. But if you want to critique what's going on here, again, yeah. that goes to fran.sipple.farms oh. at gmail.com if you have less yeah. than a five-star review for this yeah. madhouse. Okay. This is a madhouse today. Well, you can go to premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. hopefully by somebody who's licensed and experienced, because um, that's a big deal. And you've heard us say it before, and we're going to say it again. Do it before you have each retained an attorney. Right. Um, you can do it preventatively. So when when things just are falling apart a smidge, mm-hmm. reach out, say, hey, can we get some help going back on track? How often do you see happy couples come in for preventative maintenance that then can like keep doing it long term or you do do you not see that very often the ones i saw when i was in private practice a lot of them were the same ones i did the premarital thing for at through the through our church mm-hmm. because that was something i would say hey you know reach out if you guys do hit a rough patch cuz you're going to cuz everybody does mm-hmm. um reach out sooner rather than later and so I'll, so the ones i saw were typically from that i see zero that are doing it preventatively However, what I'm pushing here and what Mm -hmm. I'm encouraging is when you are going to get married, that's when you should go to counseling because it's, you know, when you, 
I want you to say what you talked about with these couples prior to them getting married that they may have never discussed, even if they dated each other for like three years. I loved it. So our church used what's called the Prepare and Rich Assessment, which is an international assessment. And you send it out and it is long. I warned them. I'm like, you know, set aside the next 14 years because you're going to have to fill out this long ass assessment. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's finances. It's um, relationships with others. It's families, sex, um, number of children. Um, I mean, and and we dive in, mm-hmm. um, and and I just I love like a lot of places before you get married, you meet with your pastor, you meet with the priest, and I think there's a lot of value to that too. Mm-hmm. However, um, I do think there's a different level of comfort, you know. So when we talk about say sexual issues, mm-hmm. I think there's a different level of comfort with me than there would be with your religious leader. Mm-hmm. Not always, right? you know, but I think a lot of the time and, you know, as we've talked about, sex is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to talk about those things before the marriage or finances, mm-hmm. you know, are you going to keep them together or separate? And then when there's two separate answers, because they, they each take the assessment separately. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of see, you get a, as the facilitator, you get an overview of where they matched, where they didn't match, what are some areas of concern? And then what are some homework things? So we talk about communication, conflict resolution, um, budgeting. I mean, it's just about everything you can imagine. Right. And the beauty about doing it with a mental health counselor versus Mm -hmm. a pastor or priest is, you know, we're also looking for, is there a clinical diagnosis? Is there something else going on? Are there addiction issues? You know, um, so it's a little bit deeper of a dive. Yep. And I mean, I, there were a handful of, of couples where over, cause I did it for 13 or 14 years. Mm-hmm. There were a handful of couples where I did say, it looks like addiction is an issue mm-hmm. and let's get on this now, yes. you know, cause it's not going to go away. And it usually pissed the person off that was dealing with the addiction. And I know three of those couples for sure are now divorced because mm-hmm. of the addiction. Wow. Yeah. You know, and that's fine. I mean, I, you can't force anybody to seek help if they're not ready. Right. And, and that's totally okay. But that I don't know that, like you said, if you don't have the clinical eye, mm-hmm. do you know what to look for? Right. So other ways to improve your relationship, good communication. So check in with each other regularly, but don't overdo it. Sending texts of appreciation, you know, <laughs> loving comments, humor, whatever. But I wanted to ask you guys, because I get some couples and I'll be like, and these are dating, mm-hmm. not necessarily married. How much time are you spending like communicating with your partner during your working day? <laughs> I'm the worst person to ask this. We never ever communicate unless it's like, Hey, I'm going to be late mm-hmm. or, you know, is somebody going to cook race supper? Yeah. Uh, but we really don't at all. Okay. But I think that's a rarity. What do you guys do? Brody? <laughs> what? Well, let's see. I've sent Can- her four TikToks today. She's sent me three. Um, I've been over there twice and then we, I mean, Two or three. So in general, I would say it's three to four calls a day and or maybe maybe two. to No, I would say two is rare. So three to four calls a day. There's text back and forth and especially over the lunch hour, we'll TikTok each other. And so, yeah, we're we're in and not all of it is logistics. A lot of it is logistics, Mm -hmm. but there's also just checking in and see we're both in such a busy fucked up season yeah yeah it's kind of us against the world so we're we're checking in more Good often for you guys because awesome. you're right yeah you are in that season yeah and so she's she's super busy and i'm super busy and the kids don't even get me started on how busy they yeah. are and that's our fault and so 
I, yeah, I think we, it, I, I'd like to say it was intentional, but I think it's just more, um, mandatory. Mm-hmm. If, if maybe that's the right word, like it, it yeah. needs to be that way. So, so that when you're can, talking on the phone, how long are you talking for? Like oh, five minutes. Okay. Just checking in kind of quickly and yeah, it's yeah. not a two hour conversation. Okay. okay. What about you? And Mark I'm in with the middle. C? I'm okay. in the middle between both of you. So yeah. Like, what do you mean in the middle? Like, like give us an idea. In ter- okay. Because so you're like, always asking the questions, but you never answer them. I know. Isn't yeah. that true? <laughs> I know. That's just because I'm nosy and I want to know and then we're done. Okay. I would say I text him once or twice and he sends me something through Messenger, like videos or whatever. I'm not sophisticated enough for TikTok. So, um, <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah. And I always call him on my way home and we talk on the way home. So... But yeah, you have to find out as a couple, what is your comfort level with communication? Because people fight over this. Like some people want to be talking all the time. Other people are like Becky, you know, like Mm -hmm. one. And we're both fine with that. Right, right. Talk about more than parenting with each other. If you Mm -hmm. have kids or about the to-do list, you know, obviously you have to talk about some of that stuff. But I think we forget about like why we married this person. Mm -hmm. Like, aren't they interesting? Have they nothing else to say? There is a, a website that bucketlistjourney.net. It, it's like 365 thought-provoking questions. And print it out. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes when Mark and I travel, I'll pull the list out and I'll be like, I'll ask him a question. And we just start talking about it. It's kind mm-hmm. of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I will say that even though we don't communicate a lot through the day, just about every single day, we talk for like, we'll watch TV for like an hour before mm-hmm. we go to bed, but we're not really watching TV. We're just like, how was your day? What happened in your day? Mm-hmm. So I think we both know that that checkup time's coming. Right. Yeah. And we're old and we don't text and whatever, TikTok, SnapTik, whatever. SnapTik. <laughs> I mean, there's some deep corners of I, what has been fascinating to me is to watch TikTok grow. And it certainly started as dance moves and mm-hmm. all that. But now there's like, there you got your own little subsec, subcultures of, of TikToks. And it's, yeah. um, I think it's, it's great. It's informative. I mean, yeah. Do you want to know the real reason I don't do TikTok, Brody? Because it would consume you? Yes. Yeah. Mm. I call That's it the fair. black hole. Yep. And then all sure. of a sudden I'm like, oh, look, <laughs> it's three weeks later. Yep. Hmm. It's fascinating. Yep. So spend a few minutes each day discussing deeper, more personal stub- subjects. Like I said, you know, we do it at the end of the day. Maybe you're your morning people, which we're not. You can do it in the morning over coffee or whatever. Um, turn off any distractions during certain times, like meal times, talking time, driving time. Um, and please be assertive asking for this. Like, hey, can we turn the radio off for a minute and just mm-hmm. chit-chat? Oh, my God. And how many couples fight over this? Like, I feel like you don't listen to me because you're always on the phone. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they just allow the other person to be on their iPad all the time or their phone versus saying, I feel ignored. Mm-hmm. I really need you to put your phone away while we're eating this meal together mm-hmm. or when we go out to eat together. You know, mm-hmm. be assertive about it. Yep. Schedule a time to bring up tough stuff. You know, ask your person. A lot of people fight about this too because it's like, mm-hmm. I'm pissed about something. So the minute I see you, we need to have this tough conversation. Right. And it might not be a good time. Right. Mm-hmm. So being able to say like, hey, I really want to talk about something difficult is now a good time. Because yep. if they come home and they're in a terrible mood, obviously it's not a good time. Right. No productiveness will come out of it. And I would say if it's something that's um, maybe like there's a fight over what happened 
with the kids. Like you were supposed to get the kids ready for school and you didn't say, hey, I want to I want to circle back to that whole kids thing, mm-hmm. you know, this morning. And so let me know when would be a good time, because then they have an idea of what you want to address, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I would give that recommendation. Right. Too. And then they can go straight to the bar after work and never come home. Absolutely. So it's awesome. <laughs> Maintain good eye contact, sit near each other. Um, and yes, please, you guys, for the love of God, put your phones away, put your tablets away, turn the TV off and you can have some music on. That's fine if you don't want dead silence, but mm-hmm. look at each other, give each other attention. The Gottmans call it positive bids. Mm-hmm. Give each other positive bids. Yes. When you do bring up a tough topic, aim for zero negativity. Okay, think about this. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this before on previous podcasts. Be kind, be respectful, but the rules are no low blows, no name calling, no interrupting, no yelling, no criticism. I mean, if your goal is really to work something out, zero negativity. Yep. Because what are you trying to accomplish? Hurting your partner or getting the issue resolved. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So agree that if one of you gets angry and needs a break, you need to be able to say that and walk away for a while. Agree that you will come back and try again. So what is a reasonable period of time? I always tell couples you should be able to calm down within 24 hours. You know, and and to me, that's the far outside. Yeah. Most likely it'll be sooner than that. Um, And then if you get pissed again, what I recommend is not only do you take a timeout, but you go to your timeout corner and you try to figure out what has me responding so angrily. Am I not feeling heard? Am I feeling disrespected? So that you can calm down and say, okay, the reason I was getting really upset is when I said this, as Brene Brown says, the story I told myself was, Mm -hmm. um, and then have that calm calm conversation. Mm -hmm. But some arguments are not resolvable between two people, and you may need a third party or agree that the topic is one that you'll have to accept has no current resolution, or you trust a third person to make the call. And I think we've talked about this before too. Mm-hmm. It might be political issues. It might, I mean, there's, it could be any number of things. Mm-hmm. And as long as it doesn't directly relate or impact how you're functioning as a family, mm-hmm. sometimes it's best just to say, now, if it is, then what would you say they do? If it's really directly impacting our family. And it's irresolvable. Mm-hmm. Or, or it, it feels, has, like, it. It feels yeah. like it is. Well, first of all, I I think you obviously need help of a third party at that Mm -hmm. point, especially if it's impacting the health of your family. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's a myth. Like we go into marriage thinking that we're going to agree, everything should be worked out. It's all going to be sunshine and rainbows. And it's not. There are some issues where you have to come to and accept we are never going to see eye to eye on this issue. So how are we going to navigate it when that happens? One of my favorite items that was on the prepare and rich assessment was, um, and it's a Likert scale. So strongly disagree to strongly agree. And it was nothing will ever cause me to question my love for my partner. And because they're like getting married in a month or two, it's always um, strongly agree. And and I would just tell them like, I'm not here to pee in your Cheerios, but I'm gonna. Yeah, there is going to be a day where you are going to look at your partner and go, what the fuck was I thinking yes. on March 3rd, 2002? Mm-hmm. Like, that was the dumbest mistake <laughs> I've ever made. And that's normal. Mm-hmm. And go talk to somebody. And, you know, if it's just a flash, that's fine. But if you're having a few of those thoughts, go talk to somebody. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do these people not have deal breakers? Like, I don't know. Like, we talk about it all the time. Like, mm-hmm. this is the deal breaker. Like, yeah. I don't know that I can come back from that. Maybe yeah. you can, but it would certainly cause you to question it. Yeah, right. I do. I think that you're just like, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
But no, I think a lot of couples don't discuss deal breakers. No. You know, they don't. And then they find themselves in that position and they're pissed at themselves because in their head they may have thought it was a deal breaker. And now mm-hmm. they're basically betraying themselves. Yeah. Is that 30 Rock? That's a deal breaker, ladies? Remember that? Oh, gosh. No? I okay. never watched that oh, whole thing. 30 Rock I watched some of the episodes, yeah. Ahead of its time. According to the Gottmans, okay, again, astounding information, 69% of relationship conflicts are perpetual. They keep recurring. (laughs) So what is required is acceptance that we have personality differences. So with these perpetual issues, in order to avoid like resentment and gridlock, you have to figure out how are we going to manage the conflict. So in my my lovely relationship, one of the perpetual arguments was, I'm a clean freak. I know this is shocking to both of you. Mm-hmm. Mark is not. Fight and fight and fight and mm-hmm. fight. And so eventually we're like, okay, he's never going to be cleaner than he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to be less clean. So here we are. So we made an agreement. We're going to navigate this situation. We're going to hire somebody to clean mm-hmm. once a month. And this is you know, what our, uh, basically our resolution was perfect. It's worked wonderfully. So then you only have to fight that one time a month before the cleaner comes over. So you clean before or clean for the cleaner, right? I don't. Fran's house before the cleaner probably looks like my house after the cleaner. (laughs) Not that my cleaning lady isn't good because she's very good, but I just feel like your house is always very clean. I I wonder what that's like from the cleaning lady's perspective because I, we, it's about every Thursday night. So, and it's Friday today that we have the fight about you got to clean in the morning for because Amanda's mm-hmm. coming. I'm like, yep. And so sometimes I'll get it done and sometimes I won't, mm-hmm. but I told her I did it. And she it's okay. She doesn't <laughs> listen. So, <laughs> but I taught half the, or sometimes I'm there when she gets there at like 9am, mm-hmm. I'll drop the kids off and pick around or whatever and come back. So, uh, I said, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't get this stuff done for you. She goes, you guys are my favorite house to clean. Cause I never know what I'm walking into. Uh, I'm like, Thank you. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but okay. If you're having fun, I'm having fun. Right. Goodbye. Yeah. Exactly. The other thing I think too, when I, you know, like in a situation like what you just described with you and Mark, the other thing I remind myself is all the wonderful things that Jim is, mm-hmm. you know, and is, is like if, if I were you, cause Mark is a wonderful man. Mm-hmm. Is that the hill I want to die on? Is that right. the thing I want to let break up my marriage? And mm-hmm. you guys obviously said no, mm-hmm. you know, so check yourself a little bit too. If you're like, I can't believe I married this person because they don't clean enough or right. whatever it might be. Is that really the biggest deal in the world? Right. God, I remember when Jim always fell asleep with the kids. He used to drive me crazy because mm-hmm. then they always want somebody to fall asleep with. Oh, yeah. 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 And I'm like, well, whatever. It Don't is what it is. Precedents. Yeah. But he did. And then he had to deal with the consequences. There you go. You can also use active listening and aim for understanding. Acknowledge feelings and make them feel heard. Use I statements. That's like, I feel, I heard. And be specific about what you need. Um, Don't just wait for your turn to talk, but be assertive. I like Brene Brown's. I like the whole, this is the story I told myself. We we use that too. And it it helps a lot because it cuts through the bullshit. And it gives the other person a chance to say, I'm so sorry you were telling yourself that. Like that is not true at all. And so it's, uh, I think 
We use that. It's great. Yeah. And it's very like, I think it, everybody's defenses are lower yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's so important. What couples don't realize is that unless you make that person feel heard, that issue is going to come up again mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. again and again and again. And the reason they keep bringing it up is because they don't fucking feel heard. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't agree with it, you just need to take a hot minute and say, okay, what I'm hearing you say is yes, bloody, bloody, blah. That's the active listening part. Yes. The I statements are the assertive communication. Right. Spot on. Remember, compromise and peace is the highest, most important value. It's more important than being right or winning the argument. And that's what you got to ask yourself as the person. Is it more important to go to war over this and be right? Or is it more important to have peace in our home? One of the things I would tell my couples is um, like, if I was meeting with you and Mark, I would say, you guys are team simple. Mm-hmm. And every decision needs to be either for the betterment of Team Sipple or it's going to be for the detriment of Team Sipple. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you are going to choose detriment. And then you need to ask yourself, why did I choose that knowing it was not for the best of, you know, for my team? Because we're all human. Yeah, use resources as prevention or assistance, such as counseling, parenting class, visit with a sex therapist, um, take a financial course, t- uh, go see an addiction counselor. Whether you are the one with the addiction or not, it can be helpful. Um, there's online relationship courses. Brene Brown has some really good stuff, I'm just saying. There's just so many resources now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Anything Gottmans. by the Gottmans. Yep, absolutely. Keep it interesting. And... I would know nothing about this because I'm uninteresting. I'm just boring AF. But anyway, okay, so one of the things I recommend to couples is date night every other week without social media. That's why I'm laughing. I'm sorry. I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing at that. Okay. (laughs) But take turns. Like, for example, like, let the husband plan or the, Mm -hmm. the guy, the woman, whoever is one partner, they plan it. And it can be whatever you want. If mm-hmm. you want to go hiking and then you want to do a picnic, that's fine. You, and the other person has to be down for it. Yes. You can't complain the whole time. Right. <laughs> then the other person gets to plan the next one. It can be with <laughs> another couple. It can be not with another couple. But just yeah. keep it variable. Have fun with it. Yeah. I like, Becky, you can't complain the whole time. Yeah. No I was talking speaking, about the kids. I was speaking. Yeah. And no talking about the kids. Yes. You guys are more than parents. Yes. I'm looking at Brody just because you have littles. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are more than parents, but you guys are pretty good at it. We, yeah, we. I like to think that we are, and we're we're in a good spot currently. And I, yeah, you're yeah. coming back. It's it's a bid for attention. It's a bid, right? It's a positive bid. So mm-hmm. I'll sit and listen to the piano song she's been working really hard on, even though I don't play piano, but I can appreciate it. I'll go do all this pottery stuff that she likes to do mm-hmm. because I know it's important to her. It's not my hobby, but. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. And obviously she loves everything you love to do. Obviously. So it's right. a yes. treat yep. every time. Right. Yeah. She'll come play the six hour <laughs> tactical board game that I want to play. Yeah. Not. No way. Oh my goodness. Or for example, Jim loves to golf and I freaking hate it. Mm-hmm. I will go with. But mm-hmm. driving a golf cart I is will, super fun. I will not golf, but I will come mm-hmm. with. I will walk next to you. I'll, yes, driving golf carts are fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You can so be anyway. a sexy beer girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go again. That ship has sailed, my friend. But thank you. No. Thank you. Hey, Becky, why is the Northern State University graduate program in counseling so awesome? I could go on forever, but let's talk about the fact that you can get a clinical degree where you can work in private practice or an agency, Mm -hmm. where you can get a school counseling degree on the school track, where you can work in a school as private, private school, parochial school, public school, any school you want to. And then my favorite. What? 
forensic counseling. Super cool. Yes. But is it K-CREP approved? It is K-CREP approved. And you're like, what does that mean? You know what? It means that it has the gold standard of grad schools. Super awesome. But can I afford it? Because I don't have a lot of money. It's okay. If you go to northern.edu, yeah. you can um, apply for some scholarships. They have a couple of counseling-specific scholarships in addition to some other really fantastic scholarships that a guidance counselor or a admissions counselor can help you with. Awesome. Be Northern, unleash your potential, baby. Oh. Um, take a quick overnight somewhere, like even to a, a local B&B or just a local hotel, but just have a little getaway. Mm-hmm. And this is um, definitely your love language and my love language. Make each other laugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that so much that Jim can, I mean, it does, I could be the grumpiest that I've ever been. And that man will get me to laugh. Mm-hmm. I love that. I do too. It mm-hmm. saves a lot of arguments it when does. I am pissed. Yes. And then he will say something so fucking stupid. And I, I'm mad at myself because I can't help but laugh when I really was, I was absolutely committed to being pissed for a long right? ass time. Yeah. I have to tell you guys what happened at our house last night. So I am ending week two of the new job. I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. It's fabulous. And I love it. But I mean, you guys know if you've started a new job, the learning Mm -hmm. curve is steep. And uh, by the time I got home at 730 last night, I was peopled the frick out. Yeah. Like I was done. However, Grace needed an audience for her speech project. Mm-hmm. So we we go down there and we listen to it and um, she would get right. It's two and a half minute speech. She'd get right towards the end and screw up. And then she'd be like, oh my God, I got to do that again. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I had a half a cup of chili seven and a half hours ago. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we get done with that. I have my supper. We sit down. I just want to turn on my stories. I want to turn on some murder, death, kill yeah. for an hour. And then I want to go to bed. Yeah. And she comes down to tell us about her day. So when your teenager wants, wants to talk, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You see all action and you listen. So mm-hmm. we did that for a while and she seemed done with her stories. And so I turn it back on and Jim goes, what are you doing? Don't turn the TV back on. Let's just have quiet and conversation. And Grace is like, you want more words? Because, oh, I have more words. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. If I could have murdered him right uh, there. <laughs> did he do it on purpose or was he serious? No, no I mean, because we do. We believe when your teenagers want to talk, shut up and listen. Yeah. I thought she was done. Yeah. And he she wanted to encourage her to say more. And yeah. she was in one of those moods yeah. where she was ready to say more. Let me go over every mm. problem on my science test today. Mm-hmm. And let's see if you guys know the answers. Oh, don't, God. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. So in this specific scenario, I'm just going to yes. challenge you just a little bit. Is that a time where you could have then expressed your needs? Yeah. I need to not be doing this right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. This is my current scenario. Yep. This is what I'm coming from. And this is like, I will murder both of you yep. if uh, it'll be murder, death and kill to each of you. <laughs> right. And if, not just on the show. <laughs> it's going to happen in our living room. Exactly. Yeah. If if uh, you don't leave me alone. <laughs> I, you're right. I could have. And, and it crossed my mind. But I waited against my 17 year old wanted oh, totally. to talk. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, you know, had it been just he and I, mm-hmm. I would have said, you know what? I, in fact, I did after she went to bed. He's like, hey, I want to ask you. I'm like, nope, done. I said, I really need to just turn it off. And he's like, oh, okay, no big deal. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then it would be, yeah. That was the that was the deal breaker for me was she really needed. Which is much nicer than what Fran would do. What Fran did was, <laughs> okay, that's noise pollution. We're done here. 
<laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. Grace is freaking funny. And oh, so yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? So, I'm sorry that I had my limits and, and there they I were. I don't know. And when she told me, she said to her, her coach said to her, can you do yada yada? And she goes, I will get to that in two shakes of a tail's feather. Oh, God. <laughs> and her coach is like, how old are you? Do you old have grandchildren? So. <laughs> old so. Okay. Appreciate diversity in your relationship. And this also, I think, is a myth because mm-hmm. we think that, you know, they should think like us. Oh, we yeah. should have all these common interests and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, we are not Boring. looking for a clone. We are looking mm-hmm. for someone that does have different interests and appreciate mm-hmm. the differences because if you are exactly like your partner, you are not going to grow as a human, Mm-mm. right? That's what helps us evolve, which I would hope would be one of our goals. Find out what each other's love languages mm-hmm. are and speak of the speak of the language. <laughs> so words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, cards, quality time, and physical touch. Mm-hmm. What is their love language? What is your love language? Mm-hmm. And do laughter. You, do you think love languages can change throughout your like when should you oh, redo yeah. the love language test? Is Ooh, my that's question. a really that good question. Good, and yes, I do think I do. Change. I can't give you a hard and fast. This is when you should redo right. it. But I know mine probably growing up. I know it was words of affirmation, even mm-hmm. though I didn't know what love languages were. And then when kids came along, it definitely switched to acts of service. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Brian's has changed recently, and physical mm-hmm. touches some like it was never a thing before, and mm-hmm. now it's a thing. So yeah, it's yeah. I just think it's interesting. And it's important. Mm-hmm. I, I know we say this every time we talk about love languages, but physical touch doesn't have to mean sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can. It can. Oh, it yeah, can. absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yes, Brody, it can. Yeah. But it can also mean holding hands, sitting next to each other yeah. on the couch, whatever. Right. Um, attend to your partner's bid. So, again, this is a Gottman thing. Um, the one thing that couples fight about the most is nothing. And I think when we say fight about nothing, that's when you get in a knockdown scream out because the dog toys didn't get picked up. Mm-hmm. Are you really fighting about dog toys? Probably not. And so these fights result from failed bids to connect emotionally. So in these moments, it's important to turn towards your partner rather than turning away. And so in in the example I just gave, you could say, hey, you're right. I I need to clean up the the dog toys. However, I'm not used to seeing this reaction. Is there anything else going on? You know, Mm -hmm. would you like to talk? Right. Strive for not independence, but interdependence, according to the Gottmans. In gray relationships, people try to meet one another's needs. They adopt the motto, when you're hurting, baby, the world stops and I listen. I think Brody say that. Yeah, you say You have it. to say that because I feel like that's something you would say. What paragraph is it? I got it. When okay. you're hurting. Hey, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> when you're hurting, the world stops and I listen. <laughs> I do take commissions. So. <laughs> oh, God. And okay, did either of you see the RBG documentary? As in Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Yes. I didn't, but I need to. You need to Who's see Marty? that. Who's Marty? Is that her husband? That's her husband. And oh. I am telling you, Marty, I always tell the women that I have in therapy, he is the man. That mm. is the, when you think about interdependence in a relationship, Marty Ginsburg, I'm telling you. I love you. it. If you can, take a trip alone compromise on what both of you enjoy doing, you know? So you don't mean like alone by yourself, but alone as a couple. Right. Thank yes. you for clarifying. Alone yeah. as a couple. And it is kind of fun. Because I like to do both, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Oh, for real. Yeah. No, I think that's a great idea. And too often we think like, oh, but if we take a trip, we have to take the kids or we mm-hmm. should really go nope. with another couple. Nope. No, just go just the two of you. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arthur Aaron, PhD, a research professor 
<laughs> Research professor of psychology at Stony Brook University has found that couples who participate in new and challenging activities together experience self-expansion, a highly rewarding motivational state that can translate into stronger relationship bond. So go out there and do some new things, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, like here we have Aberdeen Parks and Rec and there's a Parks and Rec. Obviously there's a show about it. There's one in just about every town. A lot of times we'll have classes. Mm-hmm. So go to, you know, at most it's maybe going to be four weeks in a row of one night a week. So four classes and go learn pottery or photography or whatever it might be. We took a screen printing class. It was fun. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's, something different. I mean, it's, it's difficult. It's a skill, but it was something that we did together and then it translated into her hobbies, of course. But no, 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 that's not true. I used it too. Okay. So, thank you for yeah. clarifying. Yeah. I'm like, mm. nope. So keep your couple relationship at the top of the food chain. Make it a priority. You know what I really want to sing right now? Please don't. Don't tell me you love me. Oh my god. Yeah, we're going to Night Ranger. Yeah, 80s people, no? Will you Brody? please Sorry. tease the okay. ever-loving shit out Sister of your hair Kristen and take me and take yeah. a picture? I'm gonna, if I could do a mullet, I would totally rock a mullet. Well, when's the thing? When's the concert? <laughs> yeah. This weekend. Yeah. You got time. No, what Saturday I want you to night. do is I want you to take your bangs. Yeah. yeah. And I, I want you to. Pu- I want you to. Pu- no, you're going to. Oh. And I want you to pull them up. Yeah. Oh, and hairspray. Spray, yeah. And then, yep. And then, but use the blow dryer. So yeah. it's oh. shellaxed. Yeah. And then also the wings on the side. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. But I bet there. I bet we can make some calls and get you a mullet by four, by five o'clock. <laughs> I actually have a Clippers at my house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't need to be a good yeah. mullet, right? Uh, or is there such a thing as a good mullet? No, there's never. <laughs> Business in the front party in the back. (laughs) Keeping yourself healthy and interesting. So you're. I think. I think a mullet would do that. You think that (laughs) would make me healthy and interesting? Can you imagine if you show up for counseling and you have all these things, and she's sitting there just dead ass serious with this mullet? mullet? I would die. Oh Oh my god! I want that for Christmas so badly. much hair as I have. Can you see me in a mullet? Oh, it would be awesome. So great. It makes me think of when you get your cat's hair did sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do that myself now. That's how you really get Boom. it done. Okay. Yeah. Brody's yeah. the man. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Respecting each other's alone time. Talk about what you need. Now, this can cause mm-hmm. a lot of arguments in couples because some people need zero alone time. Those <laughs> strange, unusual mm-hmm. humans that are always around other people. And you have to be able to say like, OK, mm-hmm. like you do. I'm mm-hmm. done peopling. Right. Yep. And I have to be able to say after seven hours of therapy, mm-hmm. hey, like I don't want to speak to any humans at least yep. for an hour. And yep. that has to be respected in your, in and your I think, coupleship. I think it's with new couples is where I see it the most mm-hmm. is where mm-hmm. people take it personally. Right. Why don't you want to be with me? And it's like, it has nothing to do with you. Well, you get right. that realization after you at least move in together. Like you're here all the time now. <laughs> right. <laughs> like there is no like break. <laughs> Brian and I, and it sounds morbid, but it's not, but. Um, remember, do you see the Dark Knight Rises, the yeah. last Batman movie mm-hmm. with Bane? Yeah. And God, so I love him. now we, we say, now you have my permission to die. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you're done. You're done. You're done. You're canceled. Go, go to your bed and you're in timeout and you have my permission Actually, to be done. We have, I have a new coworker who goes, you need to log out. Yeah. There you go. I like that. Control alt delete that shit. Yes. God. Take care of yourself. Get some rest, mm-hmm. exercise, eat healthy, and try to look good. And you yeah. know, on my favorite series, Queer Eye. 
Tan France. He's the hot looking guy that is like oh. all about. As opposed to the other hot looking guys. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all hot But it's looking. his accent that does it for oh, me. Oh, his accent. And he's always dressed impeccably, he right? Is. His husband is a lucky man. Yes. And mm-hmm. they have been happily married for over 10 years. And Tan is a very firm believer. Like, don't go home and look like shit. You know? Mm. You know, and that's hard because it we want to go home. We want to throw our bras off. Well, not you, Brody. Um, and just throw on sweatpants and look like shit. And Tana's like, wait a minute. Why do you want to look your worst for your partner? I right? have zero problem with sweatpants and no bra. Mm-hmm. Just for the record, yeah? zero problem. Jim doesn't either. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. No. But sometimes it's like you want to look nice for your partner. Not for around the house. Not for around the house. No. But if we're going to go run errands and I want to, yeah, yeah, then I could. But Right. Yeah. Okay. My dogs don't care. Okay. Uh, pursue your own hobbies. So read, take a course, meet with friends. Don't be so needy, you guys. Find people outside the relationship. Find the right balance between time with your partner, time alone, and time with others. Mm -hmm. And for the love of God, lose the jealousy. Okay? And work on self-love. Because the minute you love and appreciate yourself, you are less likely to be jealous. Right. If you have stress and you have mental health needs, please take care of them. Mm-hmm. Do not wait for your partner to drag your ass to therapy or give you an ultimatum. An example is addiction issues. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what's coming eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have to wait that long? Do we really have right. to destroy the family? Can we right. not work on our own shit? Mm-hmm. Share all the responsibilities, whether it's parenting, household, finances, social. And again, it goes back to that being a team. Mm-hmm. Right. Just if, if something needs to be done, get it done and do it together if you can. And if you don't talk about this, like a lot of mm-hmm. new couples are like, oh, it'll get better and I won't say anything. This is going to cause a lot of resentment if you don't. Yeah. Or when you say like, oh, I wish someone else would vacuum for once. Mm-hmm. No, no, don't say that. that's passive aggressive. Be willing to split it in half, capitalizing on your strengths and interests. So, you know, like Jim loves to mow the lawn. I'll do it if it needs to be done, but it's not my jam, mm-hmm. you know? So he doesn't do it because it's man work. He does it because he likes it. I love mowing the lawn. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it, it is kind of a dude thing. I know. I love mowing the lawn. Okay. That's my Friends jam. Friends a dude, though. I know. I really am. <laughs> One time she got at me, she's like, I guess I don't get to go ride on a mower for two hours and listen mm. to my podcast. I'm like, do you want mm. to? She goes, no, but like, I guess I, okay, <laughs> oh, well, I mean. Yeah. You two are adorable. Diff- we walk behind our mower. Well, we got four acres <laughs> Bro, like, yeah. I ain't walking that. No kidding. So if you <laughs> Meanwhile, guys... Fran's over here with a scythe, like, yeah. so, like they did in the old country. Just never oh upgraded. God. It's the same one no. Nana had. No, I just use a pair of scissors. <laughs> she probably does, and she's got a yep. little ruler yeah. and right. a level. Yep, exactly. there's the LCD. <laughs> but seriously, you guys, go do Google a worksheet and shared relationship roles because I I did that and one came up and it was just sharing household responsibility. But you also need to share parenting, who's mm-hmm. who's picking up, who's doing what, money, who pays for what and who doesn't pay for what. And what about the freaking social calendar? Mm-hmm. Like who's remembering Aunt Edith's birthday and mm-hmm. who is the one that puts in all of the athletic events and the mm-hmm. fucking school board meetings and all that mm-hmm. stuff, that should all be shared equally. Absolutely. Keep your anger in check as best you can. Um, Denver clinical psychologist Susan Heitler, and she is the author of Conflict to Resolution Skills and Strategies for Individuals, Couples, and Family Therapy, has some stuff that she likes to share with her people. 
Right. So if you see somebody angry, that is a stop sign. First of all, just check your emotional state and tone of voice. Just take a minute and just Mm -hmm. be like, like you said, what's pissing me off? If you're angry, just bring yourself down first, go in another room, take a drink of water, a few deep breaths, distract yourself. Try to think about why did I marry this person? Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for these good things, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. When couples disagree, they talk quietly to identify each other's partner's underlying concerns, she says. Each person then looks for what they themselves could do differently in response to their partner's concerns. I think that's huge. I do too. It's not what, here's what you need to do differently so it can work, but it's more, what what could I do differently? Yes. And not be pointing the finger all the time. Yeah. Really, 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 I just don't want you to get angry in front of the kids. Yeah, if, if you can avoid it. If you can avoid it. Now, that doesn't mean you can't disagree in front of the kids because one of the greatest lessons you will ever, ever give your kids is to respectfully disagree with each other and then to actually come to a compromise in front of your kids. Exactly. Teach them how to do that. Absolutely. Well, you guys, we are the shrinks. And that's a wrap. <laughs>